The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. We're going to start it as we do. Josh, Jake, B-Word, Iceman, Jason, Miss Aaron, Mike, Tabby, Javier, McShane, Fitz, and El Jefe. Thank you guys for your support. It means the world to me. It really does. Now we're going to start out with... in. For those of you who listened to last week's episode with the three-year anniversary, yada, 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 uh, I owe an apology because I screwed up. Apparently, I stuck the same voicemail in there twice uh, and then didn't catch it when I was playing, doing the editing, and uh, yeah, I screwed up. So you got, instead of the acknowledged Javier's voice message, you got to hear Cody's twice. So I'm going to stick in Javier's message here because... It's just a little short one, but, uh, you know, I appreciate him taking the time to call up and leave me a message, so you guys get to hear that this week. Hey, long-time listener. First-time listener? I don't know. I haven't been listening too long, but um, I'm glad I met Aaron, and I'm glad I found his podcast. It's good times. Love hearing all the opinions, and uh, I look forward to more. Happy three years, bud. All right, so thank you, Javier, for that message. I appreciate you calling in. And, uh, yeah, so now we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of what is on my mind this week. And there's going to be a couple different stories kind of that tie into this. But the overarching theme of this is kind of a callback to things I've talked about in the past, but it's really on my nerves this week. And that is the just massive degree of entitlement and misplaced confidence of people that are like willfully ignorant people that have really drank the Kool-Aid people that have bought into their sides narrative so fucking hard that reality and facts have completely checked out of the fucking conversation. And one of the first things I want to talk about is, uh, once again, the Maui wildfires now, and you, and you may ask yourself, Aaron, how does this tie into people buying into their own bullshit? Um, well, you want to look under the category of motherfuckers who enjoy the smells of their own farts and generally think they're better than you or me. Uh, Oprah has come out, and I was really disappointed to find out The Rock is co-signing this bullshit with her. And Oprah came out after the fires and made, with The Rock and made a little video tit snippet thing, basically imploring people to donate to help fund relief funds in the Maui wildfire devastation situation. Now, this is relevant to Oprah because she owns several hundred acres of property on that island and just recently bought some more right before the fires started. And coincidentally enough, none of her property was touched by the fires. So that's the first thing that kind of irritates me is people are out here already like, oh my God, Oprah, she's so great. I've had no patience for this woman for fucking years. Ever since she transplanted a bunch of, well, less than admirable people to uh my town when they shut down a bunch of the housing development housing projects in uh chicago when they knocked down caprini green now i have no problem with the people that were there because they were on hard times and they were decent people trying to make the best of their lives but there were a lot of motherfuckers that came out of that situation that were just not good people they were fucking gangbanging wannabe thugs 
Because a lot of the real thugs actually stayed in Chicago, but some of them came out to the suburbs, and they thought they were going to come out there and just act like assholes, and people were going to be impressed because, ooh, I'm from the city, and I don't do 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 I couldn't tell you how many, like, conflicts, for lack of a better way of putting it, I got into with little shithead teenagers who thought they were hard just because they came from the city out to the suburbs. And we had an entire subdivision that was paid for by a foundation set up by Oprah that transplanted these motherfuckers. And the problem is, to qualify, and part of it was Section 8 and HUD housing too, but to qualify, you couldn't have a criminal record and you had to meet certain qualifications. But that was only for the people who were officially on the leases in these houses. And the subsequent family members who showed up and moved in there that weren't on the leases were the ones causing the fucking problems. They were the ones that brought gang affiliations and generally shit attitudes. There are a couple neighborhoods in the in the one subdivision in particular where they would block off streets, and there was a cul-de-sac, they would block off the end of the street when fights would break out to stop the cops and the fire departments and the ambulances from being able to get in and help people. You know, real high-quality individuals in this, uh, that this bitch decided to relocate to my little quiet town. And yet somehow she's built up this like almost cult-like following of people who are like, oh my God, she's the greatest thing since sliced white bread. And she's really not because there's a lot of really questionable shit. And I've heard a lot of, you know, there's a stories out there about that she's a shit boss to work for and she's done some really questionable shit over the years. Here's the part that gets me. So, and I would very, dis- again, like I said, I always thought The Rock seemed pretty decent from all his persona and online profile and stuff like that. You know, his public persona seemed pretty decent. So I'm kind of disappointed that he's going in on this because he has hundreds of millions of dollars. Oprah is a multi-billionaire. She could definitely fund a lot of aid for the people on this island. But instead, they come out and they make this announcement saying they've pledged $10 million in aid. The problem is they haven't pledged to personally donate $10 million in aid. They have pledged to raise $10 million. And the $10 million in aid they are expecting to donate is going to come from me and you. And they set up a link to a website that has actually existed for since way before this tragedy happened. They just added like a, a little line at the top of it about donating money to help relieve damage from the fire. But it's actually an, a standing website. So they didn't even pay to have a website set up. They basically just agreed to add their names to the, the cause for clout, I guess. But they're trying to make it seem like they're doing more than they are because, oh, we've pledged to help raise this much money. And it's they're... Oprah could cut a check and pay off more than that, and it wouldn't even hurt her quality of life. So, realistically, this bitch is not all that great, but people are out here kissing her ass like, oh, my God, she's so wonderful, Oprah, Oprah, Oprah. And meanwhile, I'm over here going, yeah, this is the same bitch that, you know, got a a package deal on a bunch of houses and donated them to Section 8 people. So she got a massive tax write-off that year, and I wound up having to deal with teenage assholes trying to act like they were going to, you know, threaten me, which never worked out the way they thought it was going to, but that's a whole entirely different story. And you got all these morons who are sitting there singing her praises for the, oh, she's so kind and she's so generous. No, the fuck she's not. Oprah has private security through BlackRock on on her property. She has a private fire department that she hired shortly before these fires broke out to make sure her property was protected. She has more than enough acreage to shelter all the people who have been displaced in this fucking tragedy. And what's she doing? She's asking us to kick in to help these people out, not doing fuck all for them herself. So anybody that thinks Oprah's great can kiss my fucking rosy red ass. And Rock, I'm just 
disappointed in you, Mr. Johnson. I, I, I expected better. Now, the next thing I want to touch on where it's, you know, people drinking Kool-Aid way too fucking hard is actually something that was talked about last week on the Midweek News on Motor Cop Chronicles. Um, the San Fran- There's a place in San Francisco that has made a public statement of, we don't want armed, uniformed officers to dine at our restaurant. We don't support what you do. We don't believe in what you do, and you are not welcome here. And now that's all well and good, and they're within their rights to do that. But frankly, San Francisco's already enough of a shithole. If it was me, I would be giving cops free meals, free coffee, free coolers, free whatever the fuck to keep them around, because that place is a shithole. You already know the DA is not going to prosecute anybody that rips you off or robs you. And you, you're just so convinced of your own self-righteousness that, oh, well, I don't believe in guns, so I don't want uniformed officers here because it makes my customers feel uncomfortable. Well, your fucking comfort customers wouldn't feel uncomfortable around armed cops if they weren't, you know, shitty people. Uh, now, now, granted, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Police are just like everybody else out there. They are, there are good ones, they're bad ones. They're human beings. They are fallible. They're not perfect. But they're in an extremely high-stress situation. They are treated like shit by the vast majority of the people that are in the world because at some point people stopped realizing that, you know, yeah, I mean, there are some bad ones out there. There are bad people in every line of work. But these guys go out and, you know, I don't blindly back the blue. I'm not going to automatically say all cops are great. But you know what? I'm not afraid when I see the cops and... Some people say, oh, well, that's just because you're some big, bald, white dude. And it's like, no. If I have to interact with the cops, there's even money that I'm an armed individual. And I'm going to be in a position where I'm a lot more likely to get popped than Johnny Average on the street. Just because of that fact alone, if nothing else. But on the other hand, I also don't act like a jackass. I don't fucking swing attitude like I'm the fucking victim just because I found myself in a situation where I have to interact with the police. And I've had to actually interact with cops that were not good cops. They do exist. There are bad cops out there, and I have had run-ins with a few of them over the course of the years. I've also had plenty of interactions with cops who I think are wonderful people. I have people that I call my friends that are police officers. So I'm not going to sit here and say that all cops are bad. But this like ultra-woke California mindset of, we don't want the police around even though our town's going to shit and if you have a badge and a gun, you are not welcome in our restaurant. I really think that, you know, I, I, I don't understand how you can, particularly living in that fucking shithole of a city where every major business is packing up and leaving because there is shit everywhere on the ground. The place is basically turned into a third world country and this is what people want for pretty much the entirety of the United States if, if those assholes get their way. You know, the people that are screaming defund the police. No, I don't, you know, I think some police departments probably have more than they need. Like, I don't think, you know, some department, and I'm not even saying all departments, but some departments don't need a fucking battle vehicle. Some do. It depends on where you are. Now, unfortunately, the places that probably really need the heavy artillery are also the ones that aren't going to get it because it's mostly the, like, deep blue fucking metropolis areas that have just obnoxious crime rates and ridiculous amounts of violence and well-armed thugs all over the place. And the cops there are just outmatched. Plus, they're being hampered and hamstrung by a, a, a legal system that doesn't punish criminals and doesn't back the people that tasked with enforcing the laws and protecting the fucking innocent who are unable to protect themselves, largely in part due to the legal actions taken by the ruling class in these cities.
Those guys, yeah, they might need fucking tanks. I'm not one to say they don't. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's just, again, that's just the entitlement and the, like, I'm so impressed with myself and I'm so self-righteous in my stance. And frankly, if something does happen, because like I said, it's San Francisco, it's fucking inevitable. The place is going to get robbed at some point. Somebody's going to come in, just start taking shit. I really hope the cops take their time and honor these people requests that armed officers do not enter their property and just stay the fuck away. You know, it'll be a shame, really. I'll feel terrible for them. But, you know, on the other hand, again, don't be so sanctimonious and so self-righteous that you want to be just a miserable fucking twat. And then when bad shit happens as a direct result of your actions, you want to cry victim. So, you know, boohoo. I feel bad for you, but I don't. And in another situation where it's people crying victimhood, the um, actually fairly effective actions of... People in Texas, particularly the governor, Greg Abbott, of busing uh, illegal migrants. I don't know. I hate that. Let's call them migrants. There's illegal immigration and there's legal immigration. They are illegal immigrants. They've been getting shipped to sanctuary cities for a couple of years now. All the you know self-proclaimed sanctuary cities, New York, Chicago, L.A. And all of these cities, oddly enough, are now complaining. They're saying, we don't have the resources to support this shit. We don't have the space for these people. We don't have homes for these people. The mayor of New York is starting to say that he may expect New Yorkers to quarter illegal aliens in their homes if they have spare rooms, which is completely illegal, by the way. I'm sure the, you know, jackass in New York doesn't care that it's illegal, but it is. You have no right to force people to give shelter to people they don't know under any circumstances. But he's talking that way. Um, The people of Chicago have been having issues with one group of migrants that are living inside of police station are now basically having what is a fundamentally a gang war with the group of migrants living in the park outside the police station. So you got the inside illegals against the outside illegals. And there's a lot of talking points that come to this, but it sticks to the point of yeah, you know, even though it was kind of a horrible thing to be said, and there are women and children that are trying to cross the border, if you look at the the footage of people that are the going through the illegal border crossings, including the ones that were in the wall that Biden had welded open, so they could not be the gates could not be closed. Um, by and wide, it's you know young men for the most part. I mean, not exclusively, but for the most part. It is young, like military or working age men crossing the border. A lot of it is people that are being put out of South American prisons and Central American prisons. As much as people don't want to admit that, they are bringing their history and their beef with them. It's not that they're forming gangs to start these fights between the inside immigrants and the outside immigrants. It's they were already gangs before they got here. And it's just carried over of old beefs and they're struggling for territory. And before long, it's going to spill out of their, their uh, I don't know even what to call them, their sheltering areas. And it, it ought to be good for some entertainment for when those you know organizations decide to pour into the organized neighborhoods in the south and west sides of Chicago and run into the established organizations there that already have kind of a market on the you know criminal element. It ought to be really entertaining to see how that goes. And uh, I'm really waiting for some blowback on it. And the thing that gets me is 
all of the people who voted for the politicians who put these policies into place and sanctimoniously stood by saying, oh, well, we would welcome immigrants and we should have open borders. We shouldn't be trying to turn these people away and all this other sanctimonious, self-righteous bullshit will still somehow find a way in their heads, again, because they are so self-important, so self-satisfied, so convinced of how right their way of thinking is that they will not acknowledge the actual consequences of their actions. They will continue to vote for the same assholes, even though they are out there constantly complaining about these things. I see it on the news like every day when I'm at the gym. Something else stupid happened with one of these groups of people that are and they're referring to them as refugees and migrants and all this other shit. But it's they're really it's not completely accurate. That's media doublespeak. And there there are consequences to having these elements introduced. And, you know, it's it is what it is. But the people that are complaining about it still but when when it comes down to the elections, they're still going to vote for the same bunch of worthless assholes that they have in office now. You don't see a lot of turnover in, in these big blue cities, and it's because they are somehow broken. They cannot acknowledge that actions have consequences. Their beliefs come with a price, and if you want to live by those beliefs, if you want to espouse those beliefs, when people start making you live by them, you can't continue to espouse them if you're not happy with the results. You can't complain about direct results of what you believe in and still claim to believe in that. You either believe in it or you don't. You either agree with it or you don't. You either want to welcome these people or you don't. You don't want to welcome them and then tell them they have to go live in somebody else's fucking yard just to get them out of your hands. This out of sight, out of mind approach is, again, it's cognitive dissonance. It's not, it's, it's a disconnect. It's unrealistic. It's utterly fucking ridiculous. And it's so self-righteous and sanctimonious. It just, it's frustrating. And in another example of just stunning ignorance masquerading behind bravado and self-assurance, there was a kid in, uh, let's see, in Colorado who, he was like seventh grade student uh, named Jaden Rodriguez, got kicked out of class because he was wearing a backpack with the Gadsden flag on it. Now, uh, if you're unfamiliar, the Gadsden flag is, it's the don't tread on me flag. The yellow background, coiled snake says don't tread on me. Pretty clear cut. Um, it His teacher kicked him out of class for having this patch on his backpack that said don't tread on me because she said it was rooted in slavery the flag's origins were rooted in slavery this is an educator this is someone who is supposed to be teaching and shaping the minds of the youth of america and has absolutely no fucking idea what she's talking about but was self-righteous enough to have this kid's mother called in to discuss his racist flag on his clothing and how inappropriate that was now, basically, the mom and, this, and the, the boy is more organized and put together than the vast majority of the teachers I've seen on social media these days. Proceeded to educate this woman that, no, this was founded in the Revolutionary War as a warning to King George not to you know, trample on the colonies and not to trample on their rights. And she just kind of was like, yeah, well, it's our policy. Yeah, well, it's our policy. Literally, that was all she could say. And fortunately, the mother recorded this interaction with the teacher and the, and the student, and it went super viral. So it was a case of, yeah, if, the, if she hadn't had the foresight to do this, it wouldn't have gotten the attention it did. It wouldn't have gotten the media support it did. It blew up online. Uh, the Colorado School Board immediately issued a statement saying he could keep his flag patch. The teacher was out of line, blah, 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 blah. And the problem with it is 
again, it's the sanctimonious self-righteousness of people who are way too convinced they know what the fuck they're talking about. They, they have to be right because what they believe must be true. And they are secure in their ignorance and see no hypocrisy in what they're doing. Because these are the same kind of teachers who would probably, they pro, I, I can't say for certain, but since they're so willing to say, well, this is a symbol of hatred without actually knowing what they're talking about. Hatred is the go-to of a lot of people who like to cry victim and blame anybody who doesn't agree with them. And again, it's more of this, I'm so secure in my sanctimony and my bullshit that I am not going to worry about facts or truth or actual information. I'm just going to sit up here on my little soapbox and tell you how fucking wrong you are. And God forbid someone questions you. Now, the fact that this woman was shot down by a 12-year-old just makes me happy in really fundamental ways. This kid really has his shit together. I, I think he's going to do things. Uh, assuming, you know, the system doesn't decide to grind him for making them look bad. But that remains to be seen. And in another event, which, uh, again, being so convinced of your own, you, you drank the Kool-Aid so fucking hard. Um, I can't speak for anybody else, but personally, I'm every time a mainstream media event starts coming out and reporting things about, you know, white supremacist groups and Nazi groups and all these other, you know, far white hatred and all this other shit. It really, it just kind of, I I generally kind of do a mental skip on it. But uh, over the last day or so, there's been a couple of um, white supremacist neo-Nazi rallies in Florida because, of course, Florida has to be the the breeding ground for white supremacist neo-Nazis because, well, uh, I think that's the way they're trying to demonize and deal with DeSantis, who I I don't really, I don't know. It seems like he's lost a lot of steam in his bid for the presidency, but it's neither here nor there. He's still been a battleground state. He's still been not towing the, the line that the, the left and the mainstream media want him to do. So, of course, all these ridiculous things have to happen in Florida. And, you know, on the side of the highway, all of a sudden there's some giant neo-Nazi rally. And they went out and there are people like interviewing the leader of this Nazi group. And there's a lot of shit that just doesn't fucking add up. And I'm not one of those people that every time I hear there's some shitty people out there, I automatically assume they're feds because of what side they're supposedly on. Um, I personally, I, I do know some people in the real world that are some pretty shitty you know, fairly racist assholes. I'm not real fond of them. They don't, that doesn't align with my core beliefs. I wouldn't call them friends, but they are people I know. You're going to run into people like that just in the real world. That's how things work. But they're not nearly as predominant or prevalent as these assholes are trying to paint them. And more importantly, if you go out there and you find the footage of this interview with this, it's a bunch of assholes in red shirts, and most of them are wearing, you know, face gaiters and fucking sunglasses and, and black hats. You know, ba basically what everybody on social media calls the feds, uh, feds quote-unquote camouflage when they're out trying to be making themselves into radical activist-looking motherfuckers. But you go out and if you listen to what the guy actually says, the fact that they're a bunch of neo-Nazi white supremacist motherfuckers who are bad-mouthing Jews and uh, generally shit like that, and didn't get into too much white supremacy, more like anti-Semitism in this particular case. But at one point, one of the interviews actually asked these, you know, skinhead neo-Nazi white supremacist motherfuckers, whatever they're supposed to be, a bunch of questions about other things they thought, and these guys actually said that they were pro-Joe Biden because he's supporting the Ukrainian Nazi uh, militia and all this other shit, which 
everybody on the left is automatically saying this is gotta be you know they're not even acknowledging that this shit was said most of them aren't even aware of it they're just aware nazis florida bad must be far-right extremists must be white supremacists now the fact that they're pro-biden really kind of makes you wonder now on the other side so that's the left is drinking the kool-aid so hard saying all oh, these must be right-wingers and they must be you know evil supremacists they're they all got to be republicans and they're completely disregarding what the guy actually fucking said. Now, on the other side of that coin and the other people who are drinking the Kool-Aid way too fucking hard. Every conservative individual out there, everyone on the right who I have heard making comments about this shit are way too eager to jump in on the like, see, these guys are assholes because they're supporting the Nazis in Ukraine. We shouldn't be supporting the war in Ukraine because they were supporting Nazis. This is fucking proof of it. These guys are pro-Nazi. They're pro-Ukrainian. They're pro Biden. They're they are the problem. They are the enemy, and they're a, they're feds. They must be a psyop. They're a, they're they're out there to try and make conservatives look bad, but they're actually all working for the Democrats. And again, that seems a little extreme to me too. Yes, I actually am inclined more with this one to believe it is some kind of a a, a staged aggression to try and cause problems. It is not unheard of for. Democrat organizations to do shit like this, particularly as we're leading up to election season, because it happened um, with where they had the guys. You remember, I can't remember the name they were going under, but they had, you know, khakis and blue shirts and tiki torches. And those were supposedly ultra conservative white supremacists. And they had a black guy in the group. It's like shit that doesn't make sense. And people that could be reliably traced back to Democrat fundraisers and political organizations were in these like khakis and blue shirts with tiki torches and hats and sunglasses photographed backtraced proven through social media tied to all these other democratic organizations that are literally out there just trying to make the right look bad deliberately so either way it's it's not unfounded that this could be you know federal actors government agents there is already pictures coming out of guys that were at this rally, the couple that were unmasked that are comparing pictures from the January 6th uh, protests. I'm not going to call them fucking riots and insurrections because it really wasn't. When it comes a year after we had cities where entire neighborhoods were burned to the fucking ground by people who were completely let off the charges and they were doing this shit ridiculously like just carefree careless of every social norm, careless of every potential legal action. We had political leaders, the vice president of the United States, the current sitting vice president of the United States during the BLM riots was saying they were going to organize bail for people that were arrested during this shit. This is not somebody who really has any business being in a position of higher authority, but I've said that for since before the bitch got elected. Meanwhile, you have people from the January 6th fucking protests because realistically, that's no different than what Democrats have done countless times over the years. They have occupied the Capitol building more than once. It's not like this is the first time it ever happened. But uh, there's a guy from January 6th who just got sentenced to 15 years for breaking a window. Another guy got sentenced to 17 years. Another one got sentenced to 10. There are people that have been sitting in cells for two years still waiting to find out what their fates are going to be. Meanwhile, over 2,000 people were had their charges dropped that caused 
billions of dollars in property damage, and there were hundreds of people that were injured and killed. The only people who died on January 6th were Trump supporters that were there protesting, and it was somebody who was shot by the Capitol Police. And yet they're still singing that same old song of, oh, it was the biggest threat to democracy ever. This is a day on par with the tragedy of 9-11. This is a day on par with... And no, it's not. It was the same bullshit, just the other side doing it. But the left drank the Kool-Aid so hard that it must have been the greatest threat to democracy ever. And, you know, they're going to finally get Trump. Trump's up on charges in Georgia. And we finally got him. And they are so filled with just this blind, obsessed hatred for the guy. I mean, I can't stand him either on a personal level. I like him better than most of these career politicians, but he made a lot of promises he didn't keep. He did a lot of things I don't fucking agree with while he was in office. He did spearhead the whole, you know, Operation Warp Speed. That He did start with the 15 days to, to slow the curve. He did put Fauci in a position to fuck all of us over with the jabs and all this other bullshit. But a lot of the leftists are forgetting when it was Trump's jab, they were refusing to get it. Oh, when, when I'm not putting his poison in my arm. As soon as Biden started calling for it, it was everybody should go out and get another booster because it was the same shot, just a different person pushing it. And they're so just deep into their own shit. And that goes for both sides, right and left, both so hard, just convinced that their team is right. And they're so sanctimonious and so self-righteous in their fucking beliefs that as soon as the same words come out of a different mouth, they completely flip their positions. No critical thought, no analysis, no no higher level, higher order thought processes. It's ridiculous. And that brings me to the final point of what I want to talk to in this episode is they are now talking about the new COVID strain even more. They're talking about bringing back mask mandates. There are already a couple organizations that have started doing it. I talked about this before. There, you know, Airlines are talking about bringing back masks for traveling. Research has come out showing that people who are properly trained in the wearing and using of masks are not protected by the masks. Masks will let smoke particles through. Smoke particles are hundreds of times bigger than viral particles. Even people with properly fitted and properly worn N95s, they're saying there's actually more damage from the N95s because you can only wear them for so long before you start breathing in way too much CO2 and causing actual damage to your cells. So you're actually there are studies out that are showing these masks are more harmful than good and yet they're already back to starting to push that narrative where you're going to have to mask mask up biden's trying to get a new shot funded that he's going to recommend everybody gets and i said it before and do not fucking go along with this shit again do not let them do this shit again they have to be reminded who they fucking answer to especially if they start trying to force this bullshit on us and I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. You cannot still have any kind of critical thinking capable in your mind and think this is a good thing. The information has been released. The information is out there. The shots were not valid. They were not good. They were, I mean, without going into the conspiracy shit that they are meant to deliberately depopulate the country. And there's, I'm like with the ticks that are biting people that makes them allergic to red meat if they get bit by these ticks. Now people are saying, that same protein from that tick saliva that causes the allergy to red meat is in the jabs, and it's going to be causing people to not be able to eat red meat anymore is part of the plan to get us to eat bugs and bio-grown foods and all this other horse shit. And 
even if even if you're not going out into that extremism of this shit is deliberately nefarious, it was rushed. It was a money grab. It was not properly handled. There were all kinds of contaminants. The shots didn't work. They did more harm than good. There are statistically proven information out there showing that. And there are still people that can't wait to get that next jab. There are still people out there. I still go out to the stores and see people walking around wearing fucking masks. For a while, it seemed to go. It was just like one or two, and they were generally older people that looked like they were in ill health. Now I am starting to see younger people, healthy, normal-looking fucking people, walking around. Fucking the stupid paper masks are back. People walking around with N95s on now because, oh, my God, there might be a new big scary version of the flu that's going to fuck us all up. Zero critical thought. Zero actual realistic-based decisions. Zero fucking awareness. It's... Oh, you know, Big Daddy government and Papa, Papa, Papa government and Mama News told us that this is bad and we need to get ready to get back into this shit. And so let's go back to doing all the shit that didn't work the first fucking time for the thing that wasn't nearly as bad. This is a, totally was a case where the cure was worse than the fucking cold in this case. And these assholes are out there jumping on top of it and they it's like they can't wait to do it. And I don't understand that shit. It's utterly ridiculous to me. Like I said, zero critical thinking, zero analysis. And this is not accidental. This is the kind of shit. This is stuff why I say things like, you know, we need to disband the, disband the Board of Education. We need to get rid of basically every three-letter agency in the country because they don't serve the people. They are an expense. We have an administration that is out here talking about, oh, we have the biggest economic growth in the, in, 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 in the history of the country. I've, our administration has created more jobs in the first two years than most other administrations ever have in four. Now, again, those numbers are completely artificial. They're completely misreported. Every month, the jobs report has to be re, re, uh, amended after, after the initial release of it. Every month, the jobs report shows the numbers are way inflated. Payroll numbers are down. Inflation is up. Home sales are in the toilet. They're worse than they, they they haven't been this bad since 2008 when the last little micro session slash housing market bubble happened. Uh, interest rates are through the roof. The national debt, the interest rate on the national debt right now is like a trillion dollars a year. That's just the fucking interest. That's not even accounting for all the spending that the government is still doing. The reckless and uncontrolled spending. They are deficit spending by trillions of dollars. And on top of that trillion dollars, there's trillions of dollars of interest being added onto it. By, I think, 2030, they're saying it's going to be up to like $1.3 trillion of interest a year or $1.5 trillion. That's utterly ridiculous. And that doesn't account for the spending. That's just the interest on the current standing debt. And people will still keep going along saying, oh, well, we need more government. We, the, 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 the people that created this situation are the only ones that can fix it. It'll, it'll all get better if we get my guy into the office. If we get people from our side in here, none of these politicians are saying anything about cutting spending. None of them are saying anything about doing the hard things that are, would be required to pull this country out of the fucking nosedive it's in. Nobody's saying, well, nobody, none of the candidates at the media are pushing it at any rate. None of the mainstream candidates are saying things like, we need to end the Fed. We need to get rid of the alphabet agencies. We need to throw out all this horse shit and let people be in control of their lives. No, they want more government. They want bigger government. They want more control over your lives. They want you dependent on them. And both sides are so convinced that as long as their side's the one in control, it's going to be okay. And it's really not. That's not how it's going to work. 
that is not what's going to save the the heart and soul of this country and these people. I mean, either either way, when when the boots on your neck, it doesn't matter whether it's on the right foot or the left foot, you know. But anyway, I guess that's you know my venting for this week. I hope everybody is having a lovely summer and or winter if you're on the other side of the planet. Uh, I don't think I have any listeners in the southern half of the hemisphere, but if I do, hey, how's the winter treating you? I hope it's a good one. Um, and I guess I'm going to kind of wrap it up. We're getting a little uh, winded here. So for now, that's what I had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode, guys. If you liked what you heard, leave a comment, leave a review, leave a rating. Go to IHadToSayItPodcast.com, sign up for the mailing list, interact with the show. Click the links, sign up for the Patreon, join the Discord, come and interact, be a part of the show, buy the merch, support your favorite creator, or support me. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Till next time.